Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Famula One. I'm your host, Jamie. I'm here with my sister, Jack. Hi, everybody. Uh, and I, right off the bat, apologize for my robotic voice last week. Uh, it turns out <laughs> you can't just use your AirPods mic to record a podcast when you're traveling. Um, so I am back home. We have we have mics now. And we bought an extra mic yes. to have at our parents' house, which yeah. I'm now using. Um, so, yes. Yeah. yeah. Jack and I have, have switched spots. Yeah. So Jack is in our parents' house at the moment. That's where I was last week. Um, but we now have a mic there, which was a, yeah. a fantastic decision. Thank you, Jack, for taking the initiative on that. <laughs> I was like, it'll be fine. No, what, it, narrator, it wasn't. It was not fine. Yeah. Looking back on it, you know, you live and you learn. It's funny because yeah. that's like our longest episode I think we've ever recorded. Yeah, and I'm just, it's every, I'm just like, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Um, robotic is a good way to describe it. Yeah. But we're back. We don't sound like robots this time. No robotics. Um, and we had the final race of the 2023 season this past weekend. Yeah. Sad, but also kind of grateful yeah it's finally over um, it's over we're done with the w14 finally P. bye to the w14 bye to the sf23 we won't miss you goodbye to the mm. rb19 which is a, a historical car yeah we'll go down in history for sure um, and lots and lots of news. Do you want to jump into news first, then we'll get into the race? Yeah, we should totally do news first. Crazy amount of news that came. Um, first one being Drive to Survive got a, a, a release date, season yes. six. February. February. What do you think they're going to, anything that comes off the top of your head that you're like, oh, they're totally going to focus on this? Um, the episode where they'll cover Daniel's return and Nick DeVries mm. is firing is one that I'm very interested to see how they cover. Um, I think the coverage on that episode, I'm expecting it to be a lot similar to the way that F1 and Red Bull and Alpha Towery handled it, which was very much like Daniel is back. And then like, no one really talked much about Nick DeVries, yeah. which is sad. Um, yeah, so I am the, curious to see if they delve into the Nick DeVries side of things at all. That will be interesting. I also do wonder, like, how they're going to – the Mercedes this year, they obviously struggled. Um, there was some conflict between Lewis and George, mm -hmm. but it's very, very minor. So I'm just wondering how much they're going to dramatize this season. Oh, yeah. When they, where did they collide? Was that Hungary? Was it? Well, the Qatar, well, they, they crashed the lap one, but they collided yeah. during like free practice or quality or something. And um, yeah, all the tweets were like, oh, drive to survive. It's like that, you know, that clip where it's like, all right, people, let's go, go, go. <laughs> drive to survive, seeing yeah. George and Lewis. Um, we talked about it though, how, yeah, I think we should place bets closer to when it announces. Um, how they're going to spin things because we already placed the bet that we think they're going to try to make George and Lewis Mercedes too. Yeah. 
Bro Sadie's 2.0, even though that's not Which it. Which is not all. it. It's not it's it. It's just not. I don't yeah. think anyone, there could be a Bro Sadie's 2.0. It was so specific. Um, I also would be really interested how they cover like McLaren's start to how they finished. Um, yeah. I mean, it will just be interesting overall. Like last year in season five, they didn't cover Georgia. They didn't cover Brazil at all. They didn't cover Georgia's yeah. first win. Like they didn't cover it at all. They, and so then it'll they, be like, also interesting to see what they leave Silverstone out. so many times, which yes, Silverstone, like with Joe's crash and Carlos's win yeah. was a big race, but we didn't need to talk about every episode for the entire season. There were other big moments. There, yeah. It, it was in every episode. They'll definitely talk about guitar. They have to. Yeah. The heat I, and the how it really hurt a lot of the guys. I would be really surprised yeah. if they that would be crazy if they didn't. I think they'll obviously touch on Aston Martin's performance early in the season. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how that carries through as we know they they did kind of fall off the pace a bit. Um and I wonder if they will address the Checo rumors. Oh. Because those were really, a lot of that Checo stuff has been more social media and more yeah. like news and reporters have been saying things, but nothing's quite come directly besides like Helmet saying horrible things. Um, yeah. From red bull so i wonder i wonder if they'll even touch on kind of that whole side of it where everyone was like checo's gonna lose his seat yeah it will definitely be interesting we'll have to do you know how like everybody like you made race predictions for 2023 we'll have to do a drive to survive prediction yeah 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 and then Uh, watch it and then we can go back (laughs) Yeah, you know, cursed, cursed predictions. And speaking of cursed things, uh, did you hear what the president of the FIA claimed he may do? Yes, I did. Bring um, back Mr. Michael Massey is what he said he would do if there was a need. Yeah, he really, it was like a weird, like, way of just, of being like, oh, he might come back. Because it, it was, was also a threat. A, I was like, is this a threat? Yeah. <laughs> Are you threatening us? Do not even try. It was so weird. It, um, and the way if you're listening and, and you don't it. know who Michael Massey is, who we're talking about, Michael Massey was, was he race director? Yeah. I believe race director of Abu Dhabi 2021, which as we all know, was a very, is a, is still a very highly contested race because of his decision to allow the cars to unlap themselves, then leading to Max Verstappen's first world championship. A lot of people still claiming that Lewis was robbed. We've talked about this ad nauseum. I think everybody has. But yeah, Michael Massey then left the sport after that because people basically ran him out of the sport. Yeah, basically. Um, the threats were insane. Um, and he was like, I gotta, gotta go. So it would be really interesting to see him come back. Yeah. I would love to know what Lewis thinks about I mean, the thing is his name being thrown not, out there. 
I don't think it like there's it's, it wasn't just him. Like he was just yeah. the sacrificial lamb for this decision that was made. So That's a good point. I don't Hey, if there's a need for Michael Massey as as said, I don't know what he specifically brings to the table, not super familiar with him beyond yeah. Abu Dhabi 2021. Um then whatever. I think he would have a very hard time. He went to one of the races this year and it was like all everybody could talk about. Oh, really? I think he went to Australia or something. Somewhere random. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that, but yeah, it, it did sound kind of like a threat. Yeah, he was like, you, you all behave or I'll bring back Michael. It's like, okay, please. <laughs> he wouldn't survive us this time around, let's be honest. Oh, God, no. F1 Twitter? No way. No um, way. Another one that came out, lots of news. McLaren and Monster are now partnered for 2024 and beyond. Did you see Red Bull's social media? Red Bull's social media today was on point between the Spotify wrapped and um, just other other things, including this one. They had Lando drinking a Red Bull. Yeah. It was funny. so good. It's very funny. Yeah. Very funny. Also, just a very interesting. I didn't know that Monster and Mercedes, their contract was up. Yeah. And I mean, they've been a sponsor for Mercedes for a long time. They'll also continue to sponsor Lewis directly, which I find mm -hmm. interesting. Um, I don't feel that this bodes well for Mercedes losing a pretty major sponsor. I mean, Monster is on all of their hats, on all of their. I know that. I know the hats specifically because when. Jack, when we bought Alex, our brother-in-law's gift last year, did we get him a hat? We got him a hat. Yeah. And I was like, do all of the, them have this giant monster logo on them? <laughs> they all have it. They so, all had it. It's on their, um, their gray, gray suits, suits quite yeah. a bit. You know, big and little small ones. So, yeah, that would be interesting. I would also be interested to see who they bring in. Yeah. Maybe Celsius. Celsius. Celsius Maybe. is a different if you have you ever had a Celsius? No, because I heard that it's not good for your heart. <laughs> different breed of caffeinated drink. Really? It, it makes me like feel like I'm like not real. Like, you know, when you like like the limitless pill is what I equate a Celsius to. I drank one once and I was like, this is not normal. Like, what is in this? That's hilarious. The limitless pill. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see also how everything changes for McLaren, like how big of a partnership they have. Yeah. With them. I wish I want them so badly. And I don't think this will happen because they're not like a title sponsor or anything. I want them to do a special monster livery. That would be oh, so that would be sick. I was just thinking that that would be so sick. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, they do. They didn't um they've done an OKX special livery two mm -hmm. years in a row now, I believe. Um well, they did other their ones. main their main leading sponsor in some countries you can't promote them because it's yeah. um tobacco. 
or vaping or something or I don't really know it's called velo right because then in some countries they just change it to say love some of them they can just change it to be love a lot of countries they just have to add like the disclaimer of like tobacco usage um but I think it was like Qatar I think that's when they had like the or no maybe it was Singapore maybe it was both when they did like Singapore they had the their yeah so that was the the OKX one um yeah because there's just some countries here though yeah, it was sick. I loved the blackout. The blackout one. We performed the best in the blackout one. <laughs> um, other news related to Mr. Lewis Hamilton, though. So he'll be retaining his his monster sponsorship, even though the team won't be. And also Christian was like being messy <laughs> AS. So, so messy. Like, also, it was not brought up at all. And he was just like, yeah. You know, Lewis and, Lewis and his team have been reaching out to me, like, a lot. Like, so, yeah, he claimed, like, out of nowhere that apparently he's he said that Lewis's team called him to talk seats earlier this yeah. year. Um, and my initial reaction to this was I just thought it was, like, bargaining. Like, he had a contract mm. negotiation going on. I was like, oh, if he if they can get an offer with a really high number from Red Bull. I don't think he was ever actually going to Red Bull. That was my because no, then he'd have to be partners. He'd have to be racing partners with Max, and it just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. But I, I don't think it was ever that. But then, so I just assumed, yes, someone probably did reach out to try to get a number so that they could negotiate for a higher number for Mercedes. But then Lewis was like, no, that none of that ever happened. Yeah. Like, and he's then like, he, did you hear the story? He was like, oh, yeah. And I got my old phone back the other day and charged it up. And... I had a voicemail from Christian saying we should get dinner or something. It's like, okay, this is just a very elaborate, elaborate story. It's crazy. Like, why are you lying in a way that is so easy to get you caught? So, well, like, why, again, why would you lie? Period. Right. And then also, why bring this up now? It doesn't make sense to bring this up now. I just, I, one, okay, listen, love a messy girl. So kind of here for it to be honest. But yeah, I'm just like, why now? Contract negotiate, like Lewis and George both had their contract extension. What was that over summer break? Like a while ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why are you all of a sudden like talking, talk, talking about this? Christian's always cooking. We've talked about this. Christian is always cooking something. There is something happening. Yeah. He's a master. There's something, there's something going on. He wouldn't just say that. We'll see. Or like, maybe he wanted more press. Maybe his manager's like, we need you out in some headlines. Go say something. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if something else came out that we all missed because of this. I wonder if there was something that he was trying to get us to ignore. I can't really think of anything. Maybe. Well, maybe we'll have to do a deep dive. We can check yeah, in next I episode. I mean, yeah, they, I don't think so, but we'll see. That's, we're tinfoil hatting. We didn't even announce tinfoil hat This is a bit, yeah. This is a, we're tinfoil hat timing, uh, for sure. And then more happier news. Mr. Teo Porcher wins the F2 championship in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. 
a fight to the end with Fred Frederick Vestier. Yes. I saw a lot of um, social media stuff. Very balanced. Mm-hmm. Loved that he won. Sad for Fred. Sad for Fred. Yeah. Yeah. So very exciting. Congratulations to him. He is a, I believe it's now called Sauber, a Sauber Reserve. So I would assume he'll be doing that full time. I don't know if they've announced what he'll be doing next year yet. But um, and then we had some more announcements for the F1 Academy. Yay! So so happy. So exciting. So Aston Martin announced that Tina Hausman will be their driver and Tina Block, an American, will be Williams's driver. So exciting. Williams are just collecting the Americans. Yeah. It's it's, Americans. I support it. I support it. James Fowles, you know. Um speaking of the other American at Williams, though. We don't have any word on Logan's seat extension. It's a lot of rumors. Seat. And um, based on what James Vowles said, which did you see? He said um, they're not in a position to announce his seat yet, that he will always be a part of the Williams Academy, um, but that he has to look at the data more before a decision yeah. is made. That makes me think we are not getting... Mm-hmm. Logie Bear. Really? He's a team principal. I mean, he's been around all season. What in the data do you have to look at now? He knows yeah. the data. Because he, he said that, you know, they've all talked over what he needs to do at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And I think the, his, which we'll get to in a second when we talk about the race, but his quality performance, I don't think helped too much. Here. Yeah. And if you look at the, was it the Deconstructors Championship? He is the 2023 champion. It caused like, I think like, like a just under four and a half million dollars in damage. Yeah. Really bad. Um, which we've talked about before. Williams just can't afford to spend yeah. that money. They're a small team. They're trying to grow and you can't be using that money. I really think when you need a new. Is, yeah. The delay is coming from the, like, who else goes in that seat? Yeah, because Liam is re- sticking with Red Bull. Yeah, he's uh, contracted. So unless yeah. he can reach an agreement with Red Bull. And then it would just have to be, what, another F2 driver that you'd have to pull up? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, you know, Felipe Drugovic, Teo Porcher, Frederick Vesti, you know, there are drivers, but they'd all be rookies. Yeah. So you so you run mm, the same risk. Yeah. You know, Felipe did well um, in his practice session, which we can, we'll talk about. But I feel like he would be, like, really the only option. And I feel like he would be holding out for a different team. Yeah, I mean, he's also – you know, already been announced that he's continuing to be a reserve with Aston for next year. So then again, like that gets into contracts and stuff. Yeah. I don't really know. Um, I don't know how willing Aston would be to give up having him as a reserve because if he's driving in races, obviously he can't just switch. Yeah. (laughs) It's not. Um, So, so I, 
I don't know. I, I just don't think this is this is not making me think they're working out the terms of his contract. This is making me think they're trying to figure out who else. But there's not really like an option, you know, I like same situation as or similar situation last year with Mick Schumacher and Haas. Yeah. Where Mick Schumacher was causing a lot of damage. I will never forgive Gunther for what he did. No, I yeah, that made me not a not a Haas fan anymore, honestly. Ever. Yeah. But the they had Nico Hulkenberg available, who is this mm. experienced older driver who they knew could kind of like hop in and probably get going. Yeah, they had they options. Don't have much of that anymore. No. Because you would, yeah, like you said, you'd just be running a risk with another rookie but there have been I mean Liam coming in and performing as well as he did I feel like it's pretty unheard of and then Willers Oscar who did exceptionally well this year again you you just don't know right so we will see I am holding out hope that we will have Mr. America back our our captain america our um but i don't know i mean this is you know remember when we talked about seats and i was like i feel like my opinion changes every day yeah i hope i'm wrong today i hope my opinion today that i have right now is wrong yeah um i hope so too (laughs) (laughs) i hope your opinion is wrong I'd like to uh, see him get another chance, but this is another reason why, you know, you said you'd be a bad principal. I would also be a bad principal because I wanted to give everyone chances and then I would get really pissed off at one race and then they'd be gone. Oh yeah. There would be no looking at data for me. I'd be like, <laughs> if I like you and I think you're trying, you get to stay. Yeah. <laughs> but if we don't get good vibes off each other, bye-bye. <laughs> you have yeah. to go now. hundred percent. Um, yeah, yeah. Stinks so, that there's still no information, but we'll see. We just gotta sit and wait. I mean, got nothing else going on. It's break, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just sit there and refresh the Williams Twitter. Exactly. Um, yeah. But shall we get into the race finally? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So we had final race of the 2023 season. Um, Started off with a lot of fun because there were plenty of rookies taking part in FP1. Um, If you're not familiar, there is an FIA policy where um, each car, so all 20 cars, um, has to be replaced with a rookie for one session throughout the season. Um, So we had 11 for FP1 this past weekend. We had Felipe Drugovich in Aston Martin, uh, Robert Schwartzman for Ferrari, Frederick Vesti for Mercedes, Jack Dewan for Alpine, Theo Porcher for Alfa Romeo, Pato Award, Jack's favorite Love for, for McLaren, <laughs> um, Jake Dennis for Red Bull in one of the Red Bulls, Isaac Hajar in the other Red Bull, Zach O'Sullivan in the Williams, and Ollie Bierman in the Haas. A lot. It it was so fun to watch all of them, honestly. Yeah. And they all performed pretty solidly, um, especially Felipe, which, like you mentioned, he was key too. 
um, mm-hmm. behind George. George had a 126.072. Felipe had a 126.360. Jeez. Not bad. And Not I know bad. we know it's practice, but. Yeah. It's exciting. You know, it is exciting and it just shows the, you know, who we can see for like years to come on the grid. It's really exciting to kind of see who to look out for. Yeah. You know, because you you love your your 20 boys that are on the grid, but you know that they can't stay forever. Yeah. So it's 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 exciting to see like it, it's also exciting to think whenever I watch one of these where there's like even just one rookie, because you know, throughout the season there have been times where there's been like one or two. Um, I'm always like, I wonder if I'll like in a few years if they'll be driving and I'll be like, I remember their first F one. <laughs> You'll be you'll be that that old lady. You're like, oh, yeah. I remember. Wait, or what is it? The Spon- SpongeBob quote: "I lost something once. I lost something once." Yeah, <laughs> you'll be in their interview. I'll be in the background, just being like, "I remember when you spun an FP1 in Austin." <laughs> Look at you now, sweetie. Look at you now. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun to watch. Um, big fan, big big fan of that policy Big yeah time. I love yeah I love that and I think two is a is a kind of a perfect number I will say a hilarious loophole is like Oscar um Logan and where the other Nick DeVries was that the only three rookies this year but they um loophole didn't have to have their car do it because their first FP1 counted for it that makes sense they so, need it they need it yeah they need the extra time yeah. Um, but then we moved down to FP2 and there was a big crash from Carlos in FP2. Yeah. Scary one. Yeah. Not Which good. did raise some concern. At least Jack and I talked about it briefly. I don't think it was ever really a concern beyond maybe us, but um <laughs> with you know what Fred had said about the cost cap and the cost associated with Carlos hitting the loose drain in Vegas there was we both were like oh my god because Fred had said if we have another one of these we might not be able to race in Abu Dhabi just like cost cap wise yeah that ended up being fine that was ended up being fine catastrophizing yes (laughs) we'll talk about it in our therapy session um the catastrophizing yeah I yeah poor Carlos honestly is Roughly the drain last weekend, this this weekend. Which we'll get, yeah. Um, we'll get into, I guess, right now. Um, but when Quali started, Carlos was just struggling for pace. I don't know if it was set up, you know, I didn't he'd have reduced practice time, right? Um, with the crash and and everything, but it was out in Q1. Yeah. Um, Lewis was out in Q2, also struggling for pace. Yeah, it, it was weird, odd. weird. Um, and then Logan, as we'd mentioned before, he had some fantastic lap times, but both laps he did were deleted for track limits. Yeah. Um, I feel s- Logan's crushed me, honestly. Um, 
Did Especially you see in an interview where he said that he feels um, like ostracized as an American on the grid. Yeah. I was like, no one be mean to him. No one. Leave him alone. Um, yeah, no, I because I, he put out incredible times. The I remember one of them that we saw, I think it was in, I can't remember if it was Q. When did he get out? It was Q1. Q1. So he would have been fourth, but he went over in turn one. You just, I mean, all those boys have made the mistakes of, of track limits and everyone has been very vocal about how they don't like the track limit crackdown that's been going on this season. So I do wonder how that's going to change going into next year. Um, I also feel like the track limit crackdown only affected people that I like. <laughs> yeah. That Which is, is what almost everyone like. on the grid, but still. <laughs> so yeah. Annoying. It was, it was just a lot. It was a lot. It made things, I mean, made things interesting in Singapore. That's for sure. But it just, at what point can you just like give a little, please? Like, yeah. Can we just calm down? Just Because it was not like this last year. No. I don't like it. It's just also, it's like, it's, it reminds me of, which I had completely forgotten about until we were watching the race with dad, the Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. race, um, when he was like, whatever happened to when they were all getting penalties for not parking in the grid spots correctly? Remember, there was two, it was the first and second race of the season. There were penalties. Remember, Esteban had that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. For not parking in the grid spots correctly. And then that seemed to somehow get resolved. Yeah, there needs to be some form of resolution because they can't keep doing this. Yeah, it's it just gets to a point where it's like, this is excessive and annoying. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I Maybe it is because, like you said, it only affects people that I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is, again, that's most of the grid. That's like 90. I mean, I do like everybody. Um, so yeah, it's the whole grid that affects the whole grid and it's annoying. Yeah. And I don't know, crack down on Max and Checo. That's fine. But leave our Williams boys <laughs> alone when they're trying, they're fighting for their lives. Like, yeah, like, like you if know? you're going to crack down on people, crack down on people that will make things more interesting. Don't crack down on poor little Logan. Who's just trying to get out of Q1. Who's just trying to get out of Q1. Who's just trying to get a spot for next year. Oh my God. We have to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe, Jamie. We got it. Um, yeah, because this could be a whole thing. Uh, so qualifying resulted in Max on pole, Charles P2, and Oscar Piastri P3. Yes. Way to go, Oscar. Um, and so heading into the race, obviously constructors and drivers first place was wrapped up many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Um but there were still a lot of battles kind of happening up and down the grid. So Mercedes and Ferrari battling for P2 and the constructors, Alvatari and Williams battling for P7, and then Alonso, Sainz, Leclerc, and Norris were all in the fight for P4 in the Drivers' Championship. Mm-hmm. So there's lots going on, lots happening. Um, yeah. Charles Leclerc, in an interview, basically was like, I will sacrifice my life for P2 in the Constructors' Championship. It's all that matters to me. Yeah. Got very intense. Yeah. 
the radios were yeah yeah were really interesting um so race begins um first and main thing and really just the thing that i need to talk about right away <laughs> yuki led this race yuki led this race yeah yuki he led the race i was like i stop the, stop the race stop the race. it's over red flag it it's done we're we're happy this is the perfect ending for us all okay you can end it now i honest i was like yeah for like being a ferrari fan and being a carlos and charles fan i want them to have good races but i would be okay with it ending right now i don't really even care <laughs> yeah um Alas, that did not last. But he did have a fantastic race. Finished P8. Driver of the day. Driver of the day. I voted Yuki. for him. Yuki. Um, I voted for Alice. Uh <laughs> We know. We know. <laughs> um, Checo does, did have contact with Lando, which Lando seemed very upset about, which kind of accurate uh i don't know he was he was like i expected it from him i was like okay sassy sassy lando has been around this season and uh it's not start beef yeah it was like really intense it was like lando okay um but resulting from this this contact checo had a five second penalty and towards Mm -hmm. the end of the race max obviously was in first of course Charles was in P2 and Checo was behind him in P3, then George behind Checo. And Charles, being his own strategist, was As like me too on Ferrari. Yeah. I was like, how how do you how does your brain compute things while you're driving this fast? I'll never get it. No, um, doesn't, doesn't make sense. But he got on the radio and was basically like, I'm going to slow down and let Checo buy to try to build the gap between him and George so that we can secure, try to secure P2 and the constructors. Great idea. Did not work. No, it didn't work. Um, he waited too long, I think. Waited too long. And then, but the thing is that if he even said this, like if he slowed down even further to try to push George back, then that sacrificed his spot. Yeah. So, yeah. Great idea. Great idea. Probably, yeah, a little... Too little, too late. Yeah. And it's, um, Carlos was not much help in that battle, unfortunately. He struggled for pace basically all race. Uh, either finished P18 or DNF'd. I'm not really clear on what happened. Yeah. Are we gonna, also not going to talk about that strategy, though, of desperately waiting for... Oh, yeah. We're just going <laughs> to wait for a safety car. There's three and laps we're... left. We're waiting for a safety car. Yeah. And Sorry? he has to... He had... So... For people who didn't know, he had to pit to put on a different compound of tire per FIA rules you have to use. Yeah, so he he started on hards, pitted once for more hards. So he had to use a different compound. And their strategy was, we're just going to hope a safety car comes and we're not going to box you until that happens. You can't do that. Like, you can't. Well, it's like, yeah, you wait for a certain point, but you have to have a point where you're like, okay, we have to now stop and do this. At this point, this plan is obviously not working. So we need to go to plan B or C or D or F or wherever they were, because they definitely weren't on plan A, let's be honest. Well, then it's okay. 
like why did they wait was they called him in like the last lap yeah and then he pitted and didn't come back out i think it's a dnf it has to be unclear i was so annoyed with the whole thing i didn't even follow up on it i was like yeah i know we have a podcast where we share this information with people but listen for my own personal mental health i cannot look into that situation any further and to experience it live we don't need to go back and research it after <laughs> I put, like i was like i have had enough of that that yeah i'm done um but race ends uh max secures a historic 19th win of the season of his his he won 19 out of the 22 races we had yeah which is crazy insane um, it was really sweet. Did you see he kind of got a little emotional at the end? He was like, I feel like I'm going to look back as this being my most successful season. Yeah. He's like, but um, Max, he got to do, do donuts. We do hate that you keep winning. Yeah. But congratulations. Congrats. Definitely, like you said, historic. We will talk about it for forever this season yeah. for him. Absolutely. I mean, 50 plus years from now, I think when people are having conversations about best F1 season of all time, this is going yeah. to be in the conversation for sure. Has to be. Has yeah. to be. 100%. Uh, he got to do donuts. Uh, Charles Leclerc finished P2, was not allowed to do donuts. Yeah. Did uh, they say why? Like, did Ferrari say why? I think it's because they do testing right after. Mm. And so they don't want to like damage stuff. But I'm like, come on. It's Let the last it. race of the season. Yeah. Um, George finishes P3 because Charles' strategy with Checo's five-second penalty did not work. So um, Mercedes secured P2 in the Constructors' Championship. Uh, Williams secured their P7. Mm-hmm. And Fernando Alonso finished P4 in the Drivers' Championship with Charles Leclerc P5. And Lando, I think, P6? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lando P6, Carlos P7. Yeah. So. So interesting. Yeah. What a season. What a season. And just to, you know, reminisce a bit. We'll revisit. I actually did make some season predictions that one day we will revisit. I'm not in a place where I'm ready to go back. To my delusional self quite yet. I need to decompress a little bit and then we'll go back. Because I'm 99% sure I predicted that Charlotte Leclerc would be world champion. And I can't. Why would you do that? (laughs) I I was dumb. I was beating into all of that stuff that Ferrari was posting on social media about how good their car was going to be. And I was like, oh my God. And Fred Vassar is our new team principal. It's all going to be perfect. I had Next some, year, I, they, they have to go the opposite direction. You know, they were like, oh, we're going to be so good. And now it's like, no, you guys, sorry. It's going to be a tough season for us. And then it's going, you know. I sad. need this winter break to, like, de destruct my, like, delusional Ferrari brain. But I know realistically what's really going to happen is I'm just going to get further and further down that rabbit hole. And I will emerge in the 2024 season even more of a ridiculous delusional Ferrari fan than I already am. I will reach new heights. You got, you're sticking with your team, and that's what matters. Yep. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, 
but to look back on on this season that we've had, this historical yeah. season where we started talking to you all somewhat halfway through it. Right? I think so. Um, so we Jack and I wanted to revisit some of our highlights, some of our fave moments. Yeah. And uh have a few categories here. We'll just kind of spit spit but spit fall, spit fire. What's the word that I'm looking They're for? They're two there? different things. I think spitball is the one you're looking for. We're going to spitball. We're not going to spitfire. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Spitfire means like something totally different, I think. <laughs> what does spitfire mean? Is I think it, it means, no, I, no, it's a good thing. I think it means like you have, um, you're, you're like, you're, you're a spitfire. Like I would be like, oh, how would like to describe somebody? Oh, she's a spitfire. Like she's. Okay. Yeah. little my brain's not really operating too sharply today so i'm definitely not a spitfire today no i don't think that that's what that means <laughs> it's like it's your personality it'd be um like she's a little spitfire is like how Ooh, people would, would you w- like give me a celeb that you think is a spitfire um i can't think of any celebrities <laughs> right now <laughs> like that trend on tiktok where people run up to guys and they go name a woman and they <laughs> <laughs> um maybe like jennifer lawrence oh okay like, we'll look at webster dictionary after this episode you and i can we, can, we cannot clip this part jack we sound so dumb <laughs> i'll add it into the yeah we won't <laughs> just cut it out just cut it Cut this. Cut it. I might leave this in for the the full episode. Listeners get to know that we had this conversation. Like an idiot. No. If you're on, if you're on social, no. Um, yeah, definitely. Anyway, anyway, back to our spitball of season highlights, starting with your favorite radio moment. This was hard to narrow down. It was hard for me to narrow down a lot of these. But favorite radio moment. Um, I think it's got to be when George mistake <laughs> mistook his sweat for rain. Favorite radio moment. Um, I my my love for George grows every day. That moment was, I remember that so vividly because he said that on the radio and I texted my friend Julie because we live text when we're not together during races and quality and I go, OMG, it's raining. (laughs) It wasn't. It was not raining. Spreading false information on the web. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Mine, the first one that jumped out to me was in Singapore. Where uh, Ferrari says to Carlos, Norris, point it behind. And he just responds, it's on purpose. That was on my list too. Boom. Yeah, it was. That was incredible. Somebody did an edit, I think. And they were like, what's a, like, uh, what is it called? Like, that's like the man moment. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? And they did that. And it was like, yeah, that is. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Do you have any more? 
Um, I do. I have a lot. Um, I want to know what Pierre was screaming in Japan. <gasps> yes. So not technically a radio moment, but I do. I just want to know. A lack of radio moment. Like a memorable. Yeah. We need to know. Yeah. Um, um, also, Toto kind of throughout the year to Lewis just saying, we know the car is bad. Please <laughs> drive it. <laughs> Another good one is, um, I forget which house it was. But it was um, where it's like strat mode 47C and they just responded. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. That makes I no sense. I forgot about that one. That's so, that was so funny. Oh, God. That was so funny. Yeah. Or the many times that Alonzo would just be watching the race as he's racing and be like, good overtake, Lance. Yeah. So cute. Their relationship is definitely a highlight for me. Yeah, they're like they're best. I feel like it's not yeah, it's it almost gives me like like older brother, younger brother type of vibes. Yeah, but that actually like each other. Yeah. And want to spend time with each it's other. Cute. They've gotten to like that age where, you know, you want to hang out with your siblings. Like us? Like us. Because we're siblings. Yeah. I don't think people know that. <laughs> That's crazy. That's funny. Yeah, we didn't talk about it, so it would make sense that they would. I introduced every episode. I'm here with my sister. Oh yeah, that's true. But I don't clip that for social. Yeah, maybe I will. Well, it's another. It's another secret that's just between us and the full episode listeners. The full episode listeners. So thank you, thank you for thank you all for being here. Um, favorite overtake. Do you want to go first? I can go. Um. And I know that this is somewhat recency bias, but Leclerc on Checo in Vegas, I screamed. It was so good. So, so good. good. So the ones when we said we were going to do this and you put that out one, that one out, I was, I could only really think of the ones very recently. And so I, there's somebody on YouTube. Oh God, I should have written down their name. Um, but they have every overtake in, like, the season. So, I watched it. <laughs> How long was that? It was so long. <laughs> it was so long. Um, if, if, I'll go back and see if I can look in my history and find it. But I actually am going to go for Kevin Magnuson when he overtook Logan in Monaco. Very tight track, as mm -hmm. we know. And it was just perfect. He just saw the inside, took it. There was no bumping. He didn't hit the barriers. He didn't hit Logan. It was just so clean and it was beautiful. And so, yes, that would be my overtake of the season. But also with a very big shout out to Fernando Alonso. He's the king of overtakes. Oh, yeah. The king. I mean, like, how many times throughout this season was it, like, Fernando doing an overtake and then, like, Crofty being like, people don't overtake in this part of the track. This is not yeah. a normal thing. Well, and he, he kept just does winning. it like it's nothing. He kept winning the overtake award, like the monthly overtake yeah. award. He has a lot of those in his house for sure. Yeah. Shout out Fernando. Yeah. Love you. Um, quality moment. Okay. I have two. I couldn't pick between. I narrowed down a lot and I had to pick between the two. So Lewis's poll in Hungary. That was mine. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. You should have gone. I wonder first. if we, the second one I have in mind is also the one that you're thinking of. I don't think so, but McLaren's two, three in uh, Silverstone. 
Oh yeah. That was that was like wasn't that the first time or one of the first times that they started being like up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was spectacular. And they had the chromish car and they had the really cool race suits and it was I oh my god. It was and Lando had his full chrome helmet. Mm-hmm. It was sick and I love that race. That's one of that's probably my favorite race. Of the year. Nah, I don't know about that, actually. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, my other one that I was thinking was um, for just the pure drama of it, when Liam Lawson knocked Max out of quality. Oh, yes. Like, all yes. Th- that was crazy. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the memes that came out of that were so funny. Oh, I yeah. totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. This is, it's been a long season. A it's lot been has a happened. long season. I just remember the end. <laughs> My brain can't comprehend all of it. I'm like, wait, I only, I don't remember anything before like Mexico. <laughs> just all gone. <laughs> but yeah, great, great quality moment. All great quality moments. We had some solid qualies this year. Yeah, qualies were fun this year. Um, love, love a quality. Race moment. Favorite race moment of the year. Um, I had a few. Okay. <laughs> Pretty usual. But I'm going to go with... You had mentioned one of mine that I had already said, which was the Carlos keeping Lando in DRS in Singapore. I'm actually going to go with the... Carlos and Charles being their own strategy team in Singapore and in Abu Dhabi. So kind of two race moments and kind of throughout the season. But specifically, those are the two ones that come to mind. Love it. Yeah. Um, Mine, my first one that came to mind was just because of like, again, just the pure chaos and just like euphoria of it was Lando leading in Silverstone. Oh, yeah. I did also have Lando leading um, after turn one in Austin. Mm -hmm. That was my other one. Whenever we had like a non-Red Bull race leader, it was very exciting. Yeah. Even if it was for a little while. Yeah. And also also when Oscar led. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where was that spa? I don't remember. I think it was like in a sprint, which obviously he did lead in it because he won a sprint. Um, yeah, he led in a sprint where he didn't win. Where he though. didn't win. And he, in the interviews after, he was saying, it's not a matter of if they're going to pass you. It's a matter of when, when it's Max Verstappen in that Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, favorite interview moment? Okay, this one was hard. This one, I came up with this one and then was like, I forget every interview that's happened all year. <laughs> So, um, I went with, um, Oscar learning that he was not third in, oh God, (laughs) it was it Qatar. I think it was Qatar when it was George thought Lando and then Lando got his track limits. And so Oscar went up to do the interview and then in mid interview, I think it was Naomi was interviewing him. Love her. I can't believe they told him while he was being interviewed. That was so diabolical. She was like, I'm hearing something about track limits. Did you know you're being investigated? And he goes, 
no idea. And then he won the sprint mm -hmm. and he's being interviewed and whoever was interviewing him then said something about I'm being told and he, his face just fell, yeah. oh <laughs> but he, oh, he, he still won, but it was just very, very funny. That very was, chaotic. Oh, what a, yeah. what an experience that was. Um, that was I went for my number one. Do you remember earlier in the season, I forget which race it was at, where Fernando just kept smelling the flowers and like putting his face in the flowers? That was my, that was in the next category of mine. Oh, objectification. There are, there are things, you know, in life where they will make you laugh cry just by <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> like, Why? Would you just do that? Like he also, I, it wasn't like a normal like. It was like a normal like. Hmm, nice flower. It was like <laughs> let me stick my whole head in this flower. It was like, so fully on camera. Oh, oh so my god, funny. so funny! And he did a magazine shoot recently, and he had flowers. In them. <laughs> Very funny. He he knows he's got a sense of humor. I love that's it for sure. Um, and our last one, off-track activities, which is open-ended. This could be what they're doing in interviews, I guess. This could be press conferences. This could be PR, them in their personal lives. Yeah. Um, I think we have to do an honorary one, which is, I have it right next to me, <gasps> Valtteri's calendar. Yes, Yes, we um, both have it. We both have it. We both bought it. If you haven't gotten one yet, you should. It's not expensive. No. Not expensive at all. Um, it goes towards cancer research. And then um, I believe he's actually going to be giving a giveaway of a signed one. So if you go on his Instagram, we'll repost it too. So if you follow us on socials, we'll repost it and you can find it. But and you can do everything for the giveaway. And you can get a signed Valtteri boat ass. Yeah. Count. So, so yeah, honorary mention of that for sure. And then I, so Fernando smelling the flowers was mm -hmm. mine. I'll just pick another one. I think I'll have to do <clears throat> Daniel just being in his reserve driver era. Mm -hmm. And he was doing the interviews with Max and, and Checo and uh, two specifically come to mind. One is when they were racing the electric boats in Monaco. And then I think in Miami, when he was racing, doing, it was like a mini boat thing mm -hmm. with Yuki. Um, very funny. Very, very, very funny. <laughs> Loved he was, it. He was like living his best life in his reserve driver era. He was just like kind of yeah. having fun. He was going on, uh, what he, he going on like the Tonight Show. He was just living yeah. out. He, he knew, he was just chilling. He was getting back to himself. And I love it. Love that he's back on the track with Alpha Tauri mm -hmm. and will be on there next year. Yeah, I loved his reserve, reserve era. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I went for, um, Alex Albon's CeraVe brand deal. Um, Such a good answer. <laughs> which if you haven't seen, just cinematic treasure, masterpiece. So good. 
um, that. But if I even want to zoom that out, just like any of Alex Albon's like brandy stuff he's done. Yeah. He also launched like a clothing line mm-hmm. and did a really hilarious promo video for that with all of his pets. It was so funny. So funny. I loved that. Um, I will also have to say, Max gets an honorary mention for me too. His Checo impression is very funny. <laughs> oh yeah, Max in like every Red Bull marketing or whatever video that they made him do this year, he's been one. Every time they quiz him, he's right about everything. Yeah, and two, just I think he just seems much more fun. It's almost it reminds me of the Max of old when he was with um, with Daniel. Yeah. He, I don't know if you saw the most recent one where they were guessing radios. Got them all right. No, I didn't see that. Was wearing his hat sideways. I was like, I love this. I love this. This wearing is his hat sideways. I am happy with this being my world champion. This is an, this is an icon right here. Two other ones I do want to mention, and then we can close out. F one Dumois crossover. <gasps> yeah. Crazy. I think there's going to be more. There's As gotta the sport be more grows, like yeah. next year. I bet you there will be more. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it's what they come up cr- with next. <laughs> yeah. Um, Carlos is not a dad, <laughs> at least as far as we know. Yeah. Um, and then George, his hair change. Yeah. Oh, underappreciated. Underappreciated. It was just thrusted upon us, and it has done wonders for the way that I think about him. He's still my enemy for what he did in Coda Turn 1 2022. Um, but, yeah, that was a great call. Whoever Growing did that. Yeah. Call. It just oh, looks – he looks more Prince Charming, actually. Another how-could-we-forget honorary mention. George's intro graphic. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> this feels like a sin that we forgot this. Oh, I'm gonna no. miss it so much. I'm I would miss, miss it, it so, so much. much. I hope he does uh, something equally hilarious and embarrassing next year. I hope they make everybody do something like that. You know, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what episode we talked about it. We were pitching they, new rules. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was. Yeah, that's what it was. And they just need to. It was so funny. So funny. I'll miss it. I'm excited. I. I will miss that that intro video for sure. Also, can we just give a shout out to Lando? Um, sassy pants, Lando Norris. Oh yeah, for what? Um, I had him down and I have quotes. <laughs> um, when he was told that he got driver of the day one time, he's gotten a lot of driver of the days, but one time he said, Oh yeah, it's almost as good as winning. <laughs> Jesus. And a in a YouTube video interview that he did with Oscar, they were asked if astrology was a red flag. And he said, no, he put up, it was a green flag. And then he goes, oh my God, I'm a Scorpio. Let me tell you all about it. He was definitely joking, I think, but it's definitely. <laughs> He's just like me for real. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then finally was talking in the pen after. And the interviewer said, great job blah 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 and he goes yeah it was great and she goes you seem upset and he goes yeah well that was sarcastic (laughs) Lando 
Landy Sassy Pants Norris. He is leading the Sassy Man apocalypse. There's a one of my favorite TikToks that I'll watch when I'm sad is a compilation of I've definitely reposted it on the Famuel One podcast TikTok account. But it's Lando Norris being unhinged and un and not media trained for like two minutes. <laughs> I think they should all have less media training. It's way more fun when they're insane. Or drop the Easter eggs like Lewis did. He's just drinking his tequila that wasn't yeah. announced. And he goes, God, that's so good. And we're like, Lewis. <laughs> Marketing genius. Loved it. Boy. Um, before we go. I did mention this to you before we started recording. Oh, yeah. I have surprise dirty air for you, which I believe is surprise just because I don't believe that you've seen this yet. Okay. Which is an update. Let me get my my dirty the air Evil. Out. Yeah, because we got the dirt, the tinfoil hat. Yeah, no, it's the hat. This is tinfoil hat time. This is dirty air. <laughs> okay. It's like head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Uh, an update on Mr. Alex Polo. No. Wait, really? No, I yes, haven't seen this. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So if you are just catching up to this situation, Alex Polo is an IndyCar driver, won the championship in IndyCar this past year. Um, lots and lots. This is a long story, which I've done an explainer on on my TikTok. I can repost or add that. or I, I can do another one on the Family One one as well. Yeah. Um, but there was lots of drama over a year ago about his contract because he was driving with this team, Chip Ganassi. And then it came out that McLaren was going to sign him. And then they ended up keeping him at Chip Ganassi. It was all this legal stuff. But then it was like, oh, but he's clearly signed with McLaren for 2024 and beyond. That was up until mid this season when Zach Brown discovered that that was not the case. And that um, Alex Pillow would not be honoring this contract that he had. And he would actually be staying with Chip Ganassi Racing. This was a breach of contract. So the last we had heard was McLaren was suing Alex Pillow. And we'd gotten the number that they were suing him for, which was $22 million. Jesus Christ. Bam. Um, And the update that I have for you because throughout all of this, you're like, what happened? Because there was this yeah. contract and like logical adult people know that you can't just like sign a contract and not do it. Yeah. So we, we've all just been sitting here waiting for this explanation. Well, we have it. And I fear it is not what I was hoping for. His explanation or his lawyer's, say that signing with McLaren revolved around Pillow racing in the formula in formula one. It was when Pillow quote lost trust and confidence that McLaren genuinely intended to support his ambition to race in F1, that he decided to breach his contract and sign with Chip Ganassi racing again. So he just was like, I JK. I wonder then, like, what was he told? What was he told behind the scenes? This does get into, like, this then gets into a little bit of a tinfoil hat time where it's like, mm. 
when yeah. did because all of this originated this original Alex Pillow McLaren stuff originated in 2022. What is the timeline of these conversations that they were having with Alex Pillow and the conversations they were having with Oscar Piastri? Yeah. Were they maybe promising him things without having, because they hadn't secured Oscar yet or them being like, we don't know if we're going to keep Oscar. Yeah. It could just then, be that, that latter bit, right. Of we don't know. He's a rookie. We have no idea yeah. how he's going to perform. You race with us. You're a reserve driver. We trust you, I guess, to like some extent. And like, I, yeah, I would love to know what he was promised. That's kind of where my conspiracy is a little bit going of because there's got to be. How much were you promised and on what timeline and what changed beyond them announcing contract extension, a contract extension for Oscar yeah. that would result in you just breaking a contract? And now you, you're, I mean, the arbitration and the dispute now, because he's just admitted that he broke the contract is now like, how much money does he owe them? Yeah. $22 million is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Do IndyCar drivers make that much? No. no. I mean, he's well-paid for sure. Yeah. Because he's not his sponsors and stuff. Yeah. And I think his signing bonus, which they paid him like in advance, was like $400,000. Lots of money. But he's not making so much money to the point that this $22 million is like he can just kind of handle that. Like, yeah, he if it ends up being like twenty two million dollars, he will be paying that off for the rest of his career. Yeah, like, have to work at a deal where like he they get like a certain amount of his winnings or something like that. Yeah, because it's not like a Max or Lewis that's going through this that yeah. it wouldn't really affect them. I mean, it would be a yeah. huge chunk of their yearly salary, but granted, it would be just a chunk, a of chunk their of their yearly salary. salary. Yeah. Like Max, I think is fifty five million a year. Yeah insane amount of money it, it kind of goes back to you know those conversations we had um when kevin magnuson was bringing up you know we're not yeah. being paid the same level of Charles and max and lewis if we get fined or something happens our career is gone yeah. so that is also kind of where i'm like if they are going to be very strict business people and stick to the rules of their contract and make him pay it out fully is that like yeah. the end? Yeah. I mean, and, and catastrophizing. So much. We'll talk yeah. about it. The therapist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this this opens up so much. This whole situation yeah. is is a huge mess. I I don't think we'll know. I I don't even know if when they reach an agreement, we'll know like the terms of that or the terms of the payment or anything. Um. Yeah. It's. I don't. I would I'm I'm not unhappy that I am not one of Alex Polo's lawyers right now. I'm happy I'm not one of his lawyers right now. Yeah, same. We this you know, we were talking about in our Vegas episode, we need to get a lawyer on. We need to get a lawyer on to talk about this. Yeah. If you are a lawyer and you're a listener and you want to come on, yeah. Let us know. Yeah. We want to know what you think in your Legal opinion. About several things. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
So I will keep you updated on this Alex Pillow thing. I mean, I think this this is like the first news we've gotten in a few months. So it's obviously it's like in the courts and stuff. It's going to take a while. But uh, anyway, that's all we have for you today. It was a lot, but thank you for sticking around. Uh, yeah, we will talk to you next week. We will continue to do episodes, even though there's no racing. We'll we'll get through this together, everybody. So we will we'll see you next week. Yes. Bye, everybody. Love you. Bye.